Hi, and welcome to the Texas Apartment Association's Education Foundation series, Hints from HR, where we discuss various HR topics with the people that have the HR answers. I'm Blaise Spitaleri, the Business Development Manager with Gemstar Construction. I'm honored to be part of this TAA EF production to raise awareness about careers in the apartment industry. Today's program is super special because it's the building block to start uh, your career search. So we're going to be discussing resumes. What is a resume? The do's and don'ts. Uh, how do you make that resume stand out with all the other candidates that are putting in for similar careers? And what to look for if you're the one reviewing a potential candidate to join your team? So you can interact with us as well by asking questions in the chat field during the broadcast for live feedback, if you if you wish. And without further ado, let's meet our panel so we can get started. Joining us today, we have Becca Ramadi with the TAAEF. Say hello, Becca. Hi, everybody. Thanks for being here, Matt. Thanks for uh, helping out again, Blaze. Absolutely, no problem. And Becca's going to be monitoring our chat fields and everything. So if you guys have any questions, please do so. And we'll try to get them during this live broadcast. And our HR expert today that's joining us, he's a gentleman that has over two decades of recruiting and HR under his belt. Over a decade of that, he was focusing on the multifamily industry. Everybody, Matthew Smith, the COO, Executive VP of Personnel Services with the Liberty Group. Hey, Blaze. Hey, Becca. Hey, everyone. Well, let's get started with these resumes. I, I, I always find like resumes are such a, a complex building block to start your process of searching for career. I, I feel like everybody always asks their friends too, like, can you look over my resume for me? Like, does this look good? And there's so much information that's actually out in the world, but really like what is going to be the best information, especially for this industry? So, and especially for people new to the industry coming in who haven't been part of it before. Yeah. So today we're going to just kind of unravel some of those uh, some of those key components that make up a great resume. And uh, and and Matthew, I'm, I'm super excited to have you on here with your experience. Uh, to jump it off, I mean, tell us what is a resume and what you see in your eyes. What's a resume? What should be included in a resume? Sure. Um, let's start with, uh, you know, kind of some obvious points. Um, first and foremost, make sure you have appropriate information on your email. Make sure your uh, your email address is, is something that is professional. Um, you'd be amazed at some of the names that we see on uh, on email addresses that kind of kind of not only raise flags, but uh, but definitely raise some attention. So uh, make sure that the information is not only appropriate, but it's it's accurate. Um I get resumes all the time that have missing phone numbers, missing emails, um, incomplete information. So how do you how do you respond to this person when you don't have uh, have have good detail? But um, you know, Blaze, you made a, a point earlier that it is stressful. It, it's hard to try and write your resume, and, and I would say the starting point, especially for those coming into the multifamily industry, is do your homework. Um, look at the position you're applying for and, and really go and look at the job description. Look at what they're posting um, and search for those key words so you can look back on your career or what you've done previously and better tailor your resume to fit that job posting. Now that's so accurate. And I, I do want to kind of circle back to tailoring your resume and, and do your homework. Make sure that you're a perfect fit and all. I, I do. I just want to go back to some of those basics because you mentioned like email address and uh, make sure it's an appropriate professional email and it maybe has your name on it. Is that 
more or less probably the better emails that you know that's good i mean it can it can be an abbreviated piece of your name but uh it, you know you you don't want it to be you know uh, bikini model at yahoo.com probably would not be an appropriate email address that you're trying to get a job with that i would i would agree with that now when you when you're filling out so make sure all your information is accurate and uh i i, I always kind of get this confused when I'm reviewing resumes myself even, or if people ask me to look over their resumes, I I feel like a common misconception is the size of resumes. Some say the smaller, the better. Some say the bigger, the better. I know we're in Texas and they say everything's bigger in Texas, but tell us like, what do we look for in a resume and the lengthwise? Yeah, I I would say, you know, unless you're in a uh, a, a PhD type position where you need to fill in a lot of gaps or or data, a, a page is ideal. Um, if the employer is looking for more information, they'll get that from you. Um, but really, I would say most people kind of stop looking after page one. Uh, they should get a feel for what you've done or what you bring to the table, uh, page one. And if you can get that uh, information plugged in on page one, it, it's perfect. Um, you know, go chronologically, start with the most current job that you have and work your way down. Um, there's preferences, you know, that, that each individual has. Some like to put the education up top. Uh, others like to put it at the bottom. I don't think there's really a, a must have or, or must do when it, when it comes to that. But I would always go chronologically and make sure your most current position is listed at the top and then work backwards from there. Perfect. Now, let me ask you, too, you're saying to go chronologically. Uh, what would be the difference of going chronologically or functionally? And why do you choose chronologically over functionality? Basically, you're trying to show your most current experience and what you're doing currently that is relatable to the position that you're applying for. Um, It doesn't mean that that skill set doesn't exist further down in the resume, but employers are going to look for immediate or or current um, experience that they can build off of. Now, and, and that's interesting, too, because then I, I want to do I want to ask this question, because we have a, in the multifamily universe, we have so many different types of positions. Now, the hiring manager, obviously, when they get tons of resumes, typically speaking, what are they looking for when they are looking for a potential candidate? Now, and I, we, I want to kind of two part this. And you mentioned tailoring to the industry and tailoring to the position. How would those kind of go hand in hand to stand out on that side? You know, I, I think what you need to do is be able to find applicable skills that you have that relate to the, to the job posting you're applying for. And what I mean by that is if you see something that repeats in the, in the job posting, find out what you're currently doing that is a match to that and be able to build your resume and show that skill set. So the employer can see what they're looking for matches to what you actually have done. Um, Matt, could you give us could you sure. give us an example of that as a sure. so practical say, way? Yeah, say it's a customer service position uh, or a leasing agent position, and, and they stress customer service multiple times in the job posting. You may currently be a waitress or a waiter at a restaurant. Well, you do that. Um, build upon your customer service piece. You know, greeting. Uh, um, diners as they come in, being knowledgeable of the menu, being knowledgeable of the product, all of those things that relate to what they they are looking for in a leasing agent, be able to bridge that gap, um, even though it's a different industry, be able to show that the skill set is there. 
Yeah, I, w- I would say hospitality and uh, food and beverage industries definitely have those skill sets to be people person. You're constantly interacting. I, I feel like they translate very well. Now, also, uh, just on the side of the uh, organization looking at potential candidates in a, in a world that you know is vastly online nowadays, uh, social media sites. We have sites such as LinkedIn. Uh, how does this affect networking and, and resume building? Does this play into uh, applying for a position? Yeah, I, I think a lot of employers are looking at social media to see what's going on, uh, to see if there's you know, possibly any red flags, but LinkedIn is a great avenue to look and see the consistency of the resume. Um, you know, there's there's a section on LinkedIn that it allows for references so employers can see if previous customers, um, employees, coworkers are referring you or, or giving you kudos. So I, I do think a lot of people go back and look at that. Um, so you want to make sure the resume follows whatever you have posted on social media. Um, it needs to be able to really match and, and be explainable if there's any variances to it. Excellent. And what about like, I know this comes into play a lot, but other social media platforms as well. You have, uh, we can name a handful of them. For example, we're on Facebook right now. So let's do that one as well. What would be, would employers look into a, a potential candidate's social media platforms and search their names? And could that be beneficial for them? Can that hurt them? Uh, and tell us a little bit about why. Yeah, you know, it can it can do both. It can help and it can hurt, uh, depending on what's posted on uh, social media. Um, if you've got things that are uh, deemed possibly extreme or, or just something that doesn't um, fit whatever the culture of the company may be, it may be a negative for you. Um, you know, I know a lot of people have what they have private, you know, uh, accounts and then a public or a work account. So you can have the best of both worlds. Um, you know, it, it's like anything else. Having uh, two teenage daughters, I, I have to remind them, anything you post online is there forever. Uh, so, you know, be mindful of what you post. And I, I would say the same for anyone who's looking for a job. Don't post anything that potentially is going to harm you in a job search. Correct. Now, I, I do want to touch base on this because we had a previous discussion on this. And then I'm going to kind of switch down a different avenue in a second. But uh, you mentioned something when we just had a conversation yesterday about uh, font and formatting and uh, different systems that can potentially kick out resumes. Do you want to touch base on that as well? Because I thought that was really useful and I've never heard that before. And uh, I think this is important data for resume building. Sure. Yeah, I, I think, you know, a lot of people will put these very ornate fonts on on resumes, pictures, different things. And really... The, the objective should be to keep them as simple as possible, basic font, basic spacing, um, because some companies do have systems in place that are scouring the resumes that come through. They're looking for keywords. And if the font is off or if there's, there's things on it that don't match what the system looks for, it'll automatically discard the resume. So your resume may not even be looked at um, just because the font, everything throws it off. So my recommendation to everyone is just keep it clean. Keep, keep it very appealing to the eye, make it as simple as possible uh, and have it flow just nice and clean. And that, that would be something that, you know, if it gets kicked out, there's no way of even contacting that person to let them know that it got kicked out, correct? Absolutely, yeah. It's, so it's just, when they would be like, I, I interviewed or I put my resume in with this company and they never even got back to me. 
right. but it could have been because maybe you didn't have the correct format when it was scanning through those documents and just got booted out. Absolutely. Yeah, that time. And then people just assume, you know, I, I wasn't selected. I, I was never given consideration. But in fact, the resume never reached the right point. What about pictures on resumes? I've seen that come up here and there. Yeah, I, I would say avoid it. I, 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 it's not necessary. And, you know, as I said, sometimes it'll, it'll, it'll jumble the, the process. Um, you don't want anything that's going to have your resume not viewed. So I would just keep it as simple and plain as possible. And before we switch over to talk about what employers need to look for, what about a mission statement or um, an objective statement at the top? Do you like those? Do they, are they helpful? Yeah, I, I think they are. And, and I, this comes back to the initial statement of, of researching the position you're applying for. Um, if you can tailor your mission, mission statement or objective to the job you want, not the job you currently have, um, that's a big plus for an employer who's reading that mission statement that shows, okay, here's, here's my objective. Here's what I'm going for. I, I like them. Um, they don't have to be too lengthy. It, it, it can be, you know, a couple of sentences. It doesn't have to be anything major. Uh, but I think it's a good introduction piece. You know, I always came from the school of, uh, and I, this is just my personal preference, was I never really liked the cover letter myself. Whenever I used to read them, I said, if your resume looks good enough, I want to hear it from you in person. Um, but you're saying the cover letter and an, and an objective statement is probably beneficial. If you I don't, I don't, you know, cover letters... Uh, 50-50 on. Um, I, I'm with you, okay. Blaze. I think if if the information I see is on the resume, then I'm, I'm going to go directly to the resume versus the cover letter, you know, uh, nine times out of 10. Um, I do know some companies require a cover letter as part of the application process. So, you know, when doing this, always always find the specifics of what the application process in is. So if it requires it, make sure you do it. Um, if not, I think nine times out of 10, the resume alone is enough. Yeah, and I think that goes back to to making sure you researching your organization that you're applying for, and that you know their values, company culture as well, so that you're prepared on how to approach that company and to make sure that it's a right fit for you. It's also probably good for people to keep in mind how many resumes someone might be reading, and you know that goes back to what you're saying that about length and keeping it simple, short and sweet, um, because. There's a pile usually that they have to go through and what they're looking for when they're reading those resumes. No, absolutely. And, and you know, to your point, Becca, uh, my teams get hundreds of resumes, you know, a day. I mean, our inbox is constantly full with uh, people applying. So they're they're scanning as quickly as possible, looking for those key words to find the ideal candidates that we want to talk to and, and, and start the pre-screen and interview process. So not having mistakes on your resume, um, having the key items that really stand out that that show the skill set that the employer are looking for is is critical because you know it, it is time consuming to go through resumes, um, and if you're not getting it, if you're not seeing the data you want, it it's just going to move away. We we also briefly talked, and I I, I got from you when Becca you brought up the picture. Uh, don't include headshots with your resume. That's probably not a good idea. But we did discuss. Uh, video resumes on last week's uh, it was briefly brought up and then we we talked about it a little bit yesterday and uh, y'all at the Liberty Group have kind of uh, a video resume can you just uh, explain and elaborate a little bit on the video resume portion 
Yeah, it's more of an interview that follows the resume after we get it, but we'll send some key questions. Um, and it's it's already formatted questions. Uh, the applicant will get the uh, the link and they just record their answers to those questions. So it, it, it helps us with a, a pre-screen process. Um, I do know some groups that have gone to a system that will allow you to kind of do an initial video application where you kind of spout your resume and do different things. Um, but I, I, I think the resume still is the, the opening uh, act, if you will, um, that then leads to the next step of the potential video interview uh, or the video resume piece. Excellent. Now, we talked a little bit earlier about the organization that's reviewing the resumes now. Um, do you want to touch base on how to identify some of those potentials and what they're looking for when they receive those resumes and what that looks like? Sure. Um, you know, first, I, I know we discussed this yesterday, but really don't box yourself in. Um, look, look at the bigger scope of things, because the tighter you make your your wish list, the, the fewer candidates you're really going to have to choose from. Um, and something I talk to my clients about all the time is, is don't make the mistake of hiring off of a job description. Base your decision off of the current needs of your property. If, if, the, if the need is I have to have someone with this skill set, that's what you hire to. Um, if, it, if it allows you to look for other people who may be less uh, experienced or, or greener in the industry, then open the door a bit more. Um, what you're looking for are those transferable skills, the things that are going to benefit your team and your property. And I think at times we all get a little bit blinders on and really look at the job description versus the need or the current opening we have and what we would benefit most from. Yeah, what are what are some red flags that you you may potentially see when when reviewing some of these documents? Anything that just kind of pops out that right off the bat you wouldn't even want to touch? Yeah, spelling mistakes. I mean, if there, if there's a lot of grammatical errors, spelling mistakes. Um, if, if you're seeing no attention to detail on on the on the resume, that's you know that's a, a bad sign of things to come. I mean, it's you know they, this is your time to really focus and and uh, have the attention to detail. So if there's problems with grammar or spelling, usually I'm I'm kicking that out right off the bat. Um, gaps in, a, in employment, or if if it just doesn't flow, if you're going from job to job and the and the dates don't match up. Um, there's inconsistencies with uh, with anything regarding to dates, timeframes at employers. Um, you know, those are things that are going to be red flags uh, for the person. Now, a gap doesn't necessarily mean someone's going to dismiss that resume. It may be completely explainable. Um, and, you know, I, I tell everyone, just be prepared. Be prepared to explain why the gap exists. Um, mm -hmm. But I would say the biggest red flags are, are the misspellings. Uh, grammar or inconsistencies with, within the resume. Now, what if somebody's coming into this as well with like zero work experience? Maybe they're just out of school or whatever the case may be. There's a million reasons on why somebody may have not a lot of work experience to put on a resume. What are some examples of maybe uh, activities, achievements, maybe volunteer efforts that potential uh, employers would be able to look at as uh, successful candidates. Yeah, and I think this is important. This group is really important to have that strong objective or mission statement. Um, so if you don't have the experience, and we've all been there, uh, you know, first job out of school or, or coming out when you first have a resume, 
you don't want to pad it with things that, you know, just to fill up the page. Um, if you don't have the experience, you don't have the experience. You've, you've got to start somewhere. Um, but Blaze, you make a good point. Uh, volunteer work, any activities that you've done, accomplishments in sports or or anything that you've done uh, with with curriculum uh, or education, um, I, I would put those things. But I would also say to this group, this is where that mission statement and objective is most important. But I, I also think they need to take more time reviewing what the job descriptions are to ensure that this really is a position they want to apply for, not just mass blasting the resume because they feel like they have to get a job. Um, mm. So I would, I would take the time to research, but I would also, for this group stress, having that strong mission statement or, or objective statement would be a big plus. I hope people would take the time because this industry is fantastic and they, they really need to research their organizations and what this industry is about and what services they provide to really get suited and understand it in the full spectrum of things. I was just going to ask, you know, Matt, you talked about some red flags. Are there green flags that hiring managers and others looking at resumes should kind of pay attention to, especially for those new to the industry people? Sure. Um, you know, ha having someone who may be outside of the industry, but has a very consistent work history, uh, they worked their way through school, um, you know, and they, they spent the entire four years working at one one place. That's a great sign. Um, you know, having, having, you know, one job, but having a good referral, um, and knowing that you committed to that and you worked your way through school, you were doing this and you were successful at both, uh, I think is a huge green light, right. Um, that shows the person was committed. Uh, they held up to their obligations and they did what they needed to do. Um, once again, I also come back to what is your property need? What are you looking for? Are those attributes listed on the resume that transfer to what you need? Um, you know, if not, it, it doesn't matter how great the resume is or how experienced the person is. If they're not going to provide a value add to, to the property or to what you need, then it really doesn't matter. Um, but I would say the greens are, are really the consistencies in employment uh, within the resume. Um, and, you know, most Im important, the transferable skills, making sure that that foundation exists there. Matthew, you've been uh, wonderful, you uh, insightful your wisdom uh, regarding resumes. And I'm sure if uh, we kept tapping into your brain, we were going to get more and more. Becca, you've always been fantastic. And thanks for uh, helping, you know, keep the sure. flow. Sure. One last question. One question we just got. Um, Matt, what kind of classes or additional training would you recommend for people just starting in the multifamily industry? You know, I, I think that there's a lot offered not only through TA and NAA when, when it comes to the certifications in, in different courses, um, but I, I think for those new, um, you know, we offer some leasing 101 classes. We're working on maintenance classes to give exposure, but we're trying to find that next group of talent. Uh, you know, Becca, you and I've been working on this one for a long time of trying to identify the talent outside of the group. Um, but, you know, I, I would feel free to call um, Liberty Group or the associations in, in whatever market you're in uh, to start that process. Um, a, it shows initiative. Um and B, it, it'll give you some additional insight into what the industry really has to offer. Uh, and as Blaze said previously, it's a great industry. Um, it's it's all over. So if, if you're a person who wants to move or transfer, uh, there's jobs nationwide and internationally. Um, and the room to grow really, really does exist. So there's there's a lot of growth opportunity. And it's frankly an unknown, unknown industry in some respects. So I, I think, uh, you know, ask. 
talk to people. Um, I think that's always the best thing to do. Don't hesitate to reach out to someone in the position currently and ask them what, what the job is. Um, because you may find out you like it. You may find out you don't like it. Um, but I don't hesitate to talk to people who are in, in the industry. That's a perfect, uh, perfect summation. And thank you both so much. And thank you everybody for watching. Thank you all.